Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Your other host, Lisa, is unavailable. But to make up for the fact that we are down a host, I made sure to get a couple of great guests. Welcome back to the show. My first time interacting with her, Leela. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. So there was a couple things I wanted to ask when you were on initially, but I couldn't be there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you now. Go for it. First of all, your, I don't know if it's your Twitter or Instagram name is Miso Dojo, and I yes, need an explanation. Um, I, there's a British TV show called The Mighty Boosh, and on <laughs> this show, there's a, a song that one of them sing, or they both sing about soup. And there's a part of it where they're fighting in the dojo, the miso dojo. <laughs> so long ago, I was like, oh, that'd be an interesting screen name. And then I just like had to keep it forever and ever, I guess. I Stay like consistent. it. Yeah, it's simple and it's, you know, nobody else has it. So I can have it on every platform. One of our uh, other BFF people is Laura Broder and hers is Bingo Pajamas. <laughs> and it's from a book, apparently. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure, but I like that one as well. And then also on your Instagram, you put like pictures from the newspaper, I want to say, about like weird oh my things goodness. that happen my in your town. My hometown has the craziest police report. People call the police for the most ridiculous reasons. I think it was actually featured in Harper's for a while because it was so... I mean, we have five colleges in the area and just a lot of crazy people, so... You get a lot of, like, um, somebody once called the police because she thought that, like, CIA agents were stealing her eyeglasses. Um, there recently been a lot of this one big college party house has been outside with a honk, you honk, we drink sign, which, uh, you know, it's normally pretty obnoxious. But, like, in a pandemic where you're not supposed to be having a party, it's especially annoying. Right. Wow. But yeah, I, I love the Amherst Police Report. Wait, didn't Dr. Drew go to Amherst? He did. That's his uh, alma mater. It's, oh, wow. I mean, I, I don't have the warmest feelings towards Amherst College, but... Oh, I thought you were going to say towards Dr. Drew. No, I love Dr. Drew. I love him. I don't love Adam Carolla as much anymore, but I, I still love Dr. Drew. He's uh, a special place in my heart. I think for all of us, uh, he does. Um and welcome now, for the first time, sorry I made you wait so long, Phil. Okay. Sorry, do you want your full name? Because some people do. Sure, that's people don't. fine. Yeah, I'm Phil Scroggs. 
Yes, Phil Scroggs at Philistrations on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, thank you for that plug. And you do a lot of Allison illustrations along with other just general stuff, right? I do, yeah. I've, I've posted quite a few um, Allisonisms that I've been collecting over the years. Yeah, so if you if you want to find them, by the way, you can search Instagram for hashtag A-R-I-Y-N-B-F art. Or as Allison might say, A-R-I-Y-N-B fart. <laughs> so... I think you, because you're a much better uh, illustrator than I am, you need to pick up where I left off and make all of these designs for her because we need new merch. Yeah, well, I'm, I, could be, uh, I could be persuaded, maybe. See, that's uh, the reason I, I mentioned last week that I keep telling myself whenever I have an idea for her that I need to not do that because I need to be helping myself instead I feel like well, if there was some money in it for me then maybe I could uh, yeah. be yeah. persuaded um, but since this is your first time Phil why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself how you got into Allison you know your backstory whatever you want yeah. to tell us okay yeah so I'm a I'm an illustrator as you mentioned um, as well as an animator and kind of general graphic designer from Seattle and um been listening to the podcast since the Adam Carolla days. So just followed her over to her own show when she um, when she took off and been listening ever since. Something that may come up later too is that I've gotten a few JMO mentions. So we'll talk about that when the time is right. Well, I think that's uh, when we should get into the show. But before that, actually, uh, we should do a couple of shout outs if you have any. Um, I didn't write them down. I normally don't. So uh, shout out to Trice. Shout out to um, Megan. I've been missing Megan uh, because I started working and I can't just go, hey, it's Tuesday and I have got nothing to do. Let me just go over to North Hollywood and hang out with Megan. So I'm missing her. Shout out to uh, Lauren Kelly. I went to a cemetery to do a delivery yesterday and I saw mushrooms and I thought of her. And uh, eh, I think that's about it. Um, Phil, do you have any shout outs? Sure. I'll, I'll throw a shout out to my friend Neil, who is usually the first one to hear and let, let me know that he's heard a, one of my JMOs read on the show. Oh, maybe we're going to have to have a Phil and Neil episode one of these days. Uh, what's his uh, at in case people want to... You know, I don't think he's, he's not a big um, so Twitter or Instagram guy. user. So yeah, okay, All right. it's hard to find him. He lays low. And Leela, any shout-outs? Um, I will give a shout-out to the same person I gave a shout-out to last time, which is my best friend, Leanne, who said she would listen. And I said, this is a test, and she passed the test. She did listen. So now this is the second part of the test. <laughs> we'll see if she listens now. But also to my mom, who like figured out what a podcast is and, and figured out how to get it, and then listened to like five seconds and... Just like enough to tell me how proud she is and then uh, lost interest, I think. But uh, shout out to my mom. I'm the opposite. If my family ever listened to this, I'd have to murder them. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Um, so today we're going to talk about the Sarah Ellis episode and the Thursday show, Doug Benson's Fish Rules, Doug Mellard's Dog K Calendar. <laughs> it's, it's like a cut off there. Calendar and Allison's Brain Fart. 
so on Monday, we had a fellow Allison person on the show, which is one of the few fans who have gotten to be a guest, uh, Sarah Ellis. And I wasn't familiar with who she was until I saw her uh, picture because Dr. Jen mentioned that she has like interacted with her on Instagram, I think. And I do recognize her from Patreon and Instagram, and she had quite the story. Lila, you said that you were having some trouble with the uh, medical talk. Yeah, I, like, any anytime they discuss any sort of, like, like, fluid, like, the discussion of spinal fluid really, really got to me. Um, it was, like, a super fascinating story, but, like, that, that part, I just, I, I couldn't. The same way some people feel when, when I don't know, they talk about that. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Pooping periods. I, yeah, I that I have no problem with. But the spinal <laughs> fluid, no thanks. I had trouble with it too. Yeah, I. Anytime anybody goes into graphic detail about medical procedures, that's when I hit the fast forward button. That that last week, uh, when they were talking about lobotomies. That was yeah. a bit much for me. I don't just need to picture bit. that. Yeah. Okay. They go through the eye and they just, when Daniel said like, they just like scramble your brain. I was just like, stop it. And now I'm doing well, the same thing he, he did. He said, don't look it up. Don't look into what it is. But I'm going to describe exactly what it is. So you can just have that mental image forever. No, thanks. Wait, sorry. Before we continue, I totally forgot that. Yeah, it's 10 in the morning and I'm going to have a Modelo <laughs> tall can. And I need to catch that crack if I can do this with a mic in my hand. <laughs> this is a nice. great pod. Here we go. It is. Good sound effects. Now we're talking. Uh, Lilo, what are you drinking? Also, by the way, when I ask what are people drinking, it doesn't have to be alcoholic. I'm the alcoholic. Lila, what are you drinking? Well, I just finished my like extra strong coffee, which I probably don't need. And then um, now I'm drinking a Polar Lime Seltzer, which is my favorite brand of seltzer and my favorite drink, seltzer. Phil, are you uh, having some Pacific Northwest tap water? <laughs> I'm not. I, I should have brought a beverage along, but um, I should be hydrating, in fact. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm drinkless today. I think but... your background is making me thirsty, actually, because it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like a map. It's That's... got water. That's Lake Washington behind me. Ah. I had some nice uh, red red Washington State wine last night. So Excellent. shout out to Washington wineries. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, shoot. I closed my notes. Man, I am good at this. I'll tell you one thing that um, that, that stood out for me in um, Sarah's interview. I, I noticed that she lived in a place called Squim for a while. Oh, I love that. That's like my favorite thing. I want that's the and cutest I've, town name. <laughs> I've I've been to Squim. I've actually driven there. It's out on the Washington Peninsula, and it's got a cool. Um, it's got this giant um, sort of swirling spit that goes out into the water, and you can walk out on it. It's like five miles long, and it's a really, yeah, really scenic place. Fun place to visit. There's a lot of um, Washington that. Like the the whole Pacific Northwest is like really beautiful, and I've only been to Seattle, but it reminded me of I don't know. It felt like a different world almost. Everything is so yeah. green. It felt like Canada, kind of. Like that's how I imagine Canada being. And yeah. She, and yeah. Uh, Sarah mentioned that from 
like where her mom lives, she can see Mount Baker and uh, and stuff like that. So enviable uh, geography up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've I originally grew up in Georgia, but I've been here for about twenty years now, and I love it. It's it's a world's away and totally different from Georgia, and I still get to go back and visit sometimes. But I do love the Northwest. So I, today is a good example of, of a typical summer day. It's it's a balmy 61 degrees right now. <laughs> it's like 90 degrees and disgustingly <laughs> humid here right now. It's ugh. well, we're we're gonna push up to 80 in a couple of days. So Uh-oh. I'm getting I'm getting my fan out. <laughs> well, it sounds like uh, that would be some good weather to do some hot yoga. Uh, Sarah apparently is a big proponent of it. I've, I just do like yoga here in my little apartment and I've never tried hot yoga. I mean, I, I guess the benefit is that the heat loosens your muscles so you can, I don't know, get, be more flexible, but I'm wondering, have either of you tried hot yoga, regular yoga? I hate being hot. Absolutely. Like it fills me with this like uncontrollable and like sort of irrational rage. And like, I can't, I can't be like a, a sane human being until I've like cooled my core temperature down. So I suspect hot yoga would not be the thing for me. I like, I've, I've been in a sauna a couple of times and I just felt like it was like choking me. Ugh, I hate it. Don't no, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I left, I left Georgia because of the heat. So um, <laughs> that, that was, I had to get away. So neither yoga nor hot yoga. Uh, those are both things I, I can't get into. Same. I don't enjoy the heat. I really, really hate it. I think it's been a JMO or or something. It's come up on the show. Like Allison said, everything has. Someone mentioned like you can make yourself warmer, but you can't cool yourself off as easily. You can always put on a sweater, but you can't. There's a Shel Silverstein poem about that. You can't take your skin off. You can only <laughs> go down to so many layers. Yeah. So moving from Colorado, uh, I always say that if I leave, it's probably going to be because of the heat. Uh, so, so far it's like not been too bad, but they tell me that the heat continues till like October or something. So we'll see how I do because I hate it. I sweat a lot. No hot yoga for me. I don't really want to talk a whole lot about the medical stuff because, um, it's like I'm squeamish or anything. It's just, there was a lot of it. Um, so another thing that I enjoyed is that she's an Apple genius and she mentioned that she like took apart doorknobs or whatever when she was a kid and I was like I do that or I did that I should say and I remember watching a show on the history channel about Mikhail Kalashnikov the guy who made the AK-47 and when he was a kid he was taking apart doorknobs and stuff like that and he obviously used his uh skills to become uh an engineer I don't know what he was um what you would call that but I'm curious uh did you guys grow up taking things apart rebuilding them I would try to take things apart, but inevitably, like, not quite get them back together all the way. I like seeing the inner workings of stuff, but, like, I'm a little distractible. I tend to, like, half-finish projects. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say I've got, like, the engineering gene, but I did have that curiosity of things. Like, I did, like, taking things apart and trying to put them back together when I was a kid, too. But the uh, the math and science behind all the engineering and the the, the left side of the brain, uh, I went in the opposite direction. I am an Apple fanboy, uh, and 
I'm always thinking like, uh, oh, I wonder, like I, I imagine they have a fun job, but then I hate dealing with customers. So maybe not, not, not the move for me to make, but, uh, I'm jealous. And if I ever have uh, some issues with my Apple products, I will reach out to her, but I never do because they always work. Yep. Um, do you guys have anything else from the Monday show you wanted to mention? No, I thought the previous Monday show was this week's Monday show initially. And so I started listening to that one. Like, yes, I've got so much to say. (laughs) (laughs) Just to add that, you know, it was really her, her positive outlook was really inspirational. She seemed to be able to persevere and, and stay positive in spite of unbelievable circumstances. Yeah, we are for sure going to have to reach out to her and, I don't see why she wouldn't come on. She went on Allison's show. This is like the same thing. (laughs) So now it's time for our bi-weekly recurring segment, Whitney C's Cues. She's got the cues that never fail to start a good convo. She ain't shy. She's not afraid to push the envo. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. Whitney C wants to know what's the last ceremony you took part in? Because right now I'm walking up to my graduation event, not my own personal graduation, but the graduation for the high school I teach at. Um, I'm a part of it every year. I coach the honor graduates through writing their speeches. And so that's the valedictorian, the salutatorian, and two of the student body and senior class representatives from the student council. So this year has obviously been a really weird year. I think I've done, well, I've been a part of nine graduations in my nine years of teaching, but I've coached, I think, five years of graduations. And this is for sure a very weird one because we're socially distancing, we're wearing masks, um, we didn't have any practices other than the one that I held for speeches on Zoom. So we're going to see how it goes, you guys. But that's the ceremony I'm a part of today. And it just made me wonder about other ceremonies in your lives and how your experiences with them have been. Phil, any ceremonies? Mm. You know, it's been a long time since I've been a part of any kind of ceremonies. The last significant one that comes to mind was something that I was not a part of, but I got to witness. A former coworker had a vow renewal with her husband in a park with a group of her friends who were members of the Satanic Temple. <laughs> So they had this kind of, um, it was all in fun, but it was um, this sort of black robed um, um, procession and lots of strange things that I didn't quite understand, but it was interesting to observe. The best part about it was watching the other people in the park looking at us as if we had just landed from another planet because they had no idea what was going on and were probably pretty scared. I actually was just looking at the Church of Satan. Is that what they're called? Well, there's a. I think there's a Church of Satan, and then there's the Satanic Temple. And this was the Satanic Temple. 
I was looking at one of their websites and I was like, man, their merch is pretty awesome. <laughs> and they sell yeah. a lot of merch. Um, Leela, any ceremonies? Well, just before I get to that, we have a, I don't know if it's a satanic church or a satanic temple in Salem, Massachusetts, that has the coolest statue I've ever seen in my life. Um, oh, yeah. They're, yeah. And they have some pretty cool merch. Is. It, that's, it very likely is probably them. That's yeah. the website I was looking at because yeah. it on their thing, it says, you know, Salem established 666. And I thought that was pretty yeah. funny. Well, you have to pay money to see that cool statue, which I found a little annoying. But <laughs> um, my most recent ceremony that I took part in was um, this year. I work in an elementary school. So this year's sixth grade graduation was uh, done remotely, which was a very bizarre experience where each kid came in after hours to have their their graduation photo taken from afar. And then it was just all over Google Meet. And there were lots and lots of technical difficulties and just like kids on their couch. And it felt very, uh, very different from the last sixth grade graduation I, I took part in, which was a traditional sixth grade graduation, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, for me, hmm, honestly, I don't know if I've ever actually been part of a ceremony. There are a lot of quinceañeras that I've been to but not really been a part of dang i guess i have not even i I only have like one close friend who got married and i was not a part of like the wedding stuff i guess i have not been part of any ceremonies tear down my eye (laughs) but thank you whitney for the question and i hope to hear about other people's ceremonies in the facebook group and now we will move on to thursday we were her little pita breads sent in by Scott Marquez, or as I call him, Scotty Scott, or sometimes just Walter when he makes me angry. And I, when I uh, listened and heard that he was chosen, I just sent him congratulations. And he just said, for what? <laughs> and I said, don't play coy with me, Scotty. And then he replies, congrats for being friends with you, question mark. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant, Scott. Everyone's so lucky to be friends with me. Thoughts on pita bread? I love pita. In specific settings. I need hummus to go with it. If there's no hummus, don't don't show me no pita bread. (laughs) Uh, I don't have it very often, but um, it's good. I like it. It's fine. I'm pro pita, but not the other pita. (laughs) P-E-T-A. Don't like that. No, they are questionable. Mm, Yeah. Uh, So the guests were Doug Benson and Doug Mellard and Doug Mellard is currently in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Sings how I'm from Colorado. I feel like we have an irrational rivalry with every surrounding state, especially New Mexico. They're fine. It's cool. Any <laughs> Santa Fe love or hate from you guys? Um, I've never been. I'd like to like to visit. I think I was there as like a baby once. I have no strong feelings. I can understand state rivalry though, as a Massachusetts. Massachusetts, I don't know what we're called, but I, I a Massachuser. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so wait, who is your? Uh, Ma- oh, New York. I'm assuming. Well, no, I mean in in terms of <laughs> in baseball, baseball, yes. Um, but at <laughs> least where I team live, team. we definitely look down, both literally and spiritually, on Connecticut and Rhode Island. Um, as I, like, I kind of feel like Connecticut thinks that it's part of New York. And 
also wants to be part of New England and you can't have it both ways. So they're terrible mm. drivers also. <laughs> uh, move to California and you'll see some <laughs> terrible drivers. Sure. Santa, Santa Fe is um, home to a place called Meow Wolf. Have y'all heard of Meow Wolf? Yeah, it's like an art yeah something where they like you walk through a fridge and then you're like in a club essentially <laughs> i have seen pictures of it it looks very cool yeah i'd love to go check that out sometime yeah that would be fun as long as i don't run into a bear <laughs> i don't know what the animals are like where you guys live but uh have you ever been worried about running into a bear i just saw a bear on my drive home like less than a week ago i thought it was a car pulled oh. over on the side of the road and as i got closer it was just an enormous bear did you stop to get a hug like uh, the lady on instagram i stopped to look at it for sure and it kind of wandered into the woods and then another car pulled up and i was like excitedly pointing like look a bear you guys and they were very frightened for being in a car at such a distance i i wasn't worried at all i just thought it was really cool but they, I don't know. They didn't think it was as cool as I did. Phil, I don't see any bears in your uh, background illustration. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, I left the bears out. I'm not a fan of bears. Not. Uh, not doing anything to get anywhere near bears. We have a lot here, actually. That you know, if you go hiking, you never know what you're going to find in the Pacific Northwest. There's, it's bear country, but uh, I tend to. I tend to stay out of their way. Do you guys know? There's like different tactics, like for a grizzly bear, you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to play dead for like a black bear. You can fight back or like try to look scary and it's going to freak out. Hold on, or... let me get my guidebook out and find <laughs> out which bear you are. Right. You know how to respond. Yeah, that video was strange because I thought, I thought you, this is, shows you why I shouldn't be around bears, but I thought you were supposed to make a lot of noise and try to scare it away with a bear. When I was in Alaska, that's they told us as we were like hiking through the woods that you're supposed to like walk very loudly and clap your hands and shout yo bear. So I always <laughs> thought you're supposed to make yourself loud and big. Yeah, that's that's also true of um, we have like bobcats here or mountain lions. So if you encounter one of those, you're supposed to make yourself look bigger and make a lot of noise. That was in Adam Carolla thing. Um, he would always make fun of like, uh, you're supposed to make yourself look bigger. So yeah, I look like I weigh 165, but now I look like I weigh 175 or something like, yeah, he's going to be real scared. Yeah. I don't think that's how their brains operate, but right. uh, you know, I, bears are kind of stupid. Yeah. I think no matter what, I'm going to end up doing the wrong thing. So, uh, RAP me if I run into a bear. Well, I, I, they did. It seems like they did do one thing, right? I know you're not supposed to turn and run. If you turn and run, that'll trigger the the predator prey instinct. I would think they would go after you, but at least they didn't run. They stood still. Yeah, that that lady was extremely lucky. Um, that video was kind of crazy. They started talking about food with a face, and that led to fish and sushi. Uh -huh. I don't enjoy looking at fish heads when I'm eating, uh, or like a pig face or anything, but I do enjoy sushi. I think it was Benson. He said that that's why he likes sushi. It looks pretty and it doesn't look like what it is. But to me, although I enjoy sushi, I can't get over the fact that this is literally the meat. Like this is the muscle of the animal. And it reminds me of like, same with like chicken wings. I think it's a very graphic version of what this is. I wonder how you guys feel about food with a face or 
not. Well, I I've never been a fan of seafood in general. I think I I quit eating seafood when I was a kid, but um, about 20 years ago, I cut out all meat and seafood. So, yeah, I'm I'm sticking to plants. I don't love cooked fish uh, for the most part, but I love 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 sushi. But I don't need it to have a face. Um, and I try not to think about how it's the literal muscle of the fish because that definitely uh, weirds me out a little bit. Um, but I, yeah. I love raw fish and and some cooked fish, but mostly just raw. Have you ever had uni? That's the sea urchin one. Mm-hmm. I have. And I think Daniel described it as tasting like a wharf. And I have to agree. It does kind of taste like a wharf. Like just very oceany. More than anything, I think I remember the texture. Very like and it was unpleasant. Yes, I did not care for it. I'm I'm sensitive to food textures and that's one I don't care for. I will say there are some there are some fishless um sushis that I can get when I go to sushi restaurants with friends back in the before times <laughs> when you could do that. Um, you can get a nice uh, cucumber roll or an avocado roll or edamame and miso soup and all sorts of things. Then I don't have to look at um, faces. Well, speaking of food, Doug Benson has essentially a dream job, if you ask me. He created podcasts about weed and food, <laughs> and he got to smoke weed and eat food. Um, this is something I've considered doing because I, I've i noticed when I like try... like. Every now and then on Instagram, I will post like a taco place and I'll say taco tour 2019 or now it's 2020. And like, I want to review taco places. It's not healthy for me, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And I wish I had like started along that path because who knows where it could have led. I could be getting free tacos every day. The dream. So if you guys were to start a podcast that would lead you to get something for free or experience something, what would it be, Phil? Oh man, I'd probably, I'd probably make it something around illustration or animation, and hope to get lots of sweet software tools and and um, maybe uh, art supplies. Well, on that, before we move on to uh, Leela, I want to know actually, because when I moved to California uh, in November and I was briefly unemployed. I thought I'm going to use this time wisely and learn a skill. And that's when I took up Illustrator and I'm not good at it, but I do know how to do basic things on there. So I'm curious what tools you use uh, in your day-to-day designing. Yeah, mostly it's Adobe Illustrator. And so I've been a user of the whole Adobe Creative Suite for many, many years, but mostly for my illustrations, I use Illustrator. And when I'm making my animated GIFs, I use After Effects. So I use After Effects for motion graphics, animation, animated GIFs, bringing my illustrations to life. Sometimes I'll make it, I'll draw it in Illustrator and then bring it into After Effects to add some animation to it. I really want Daniel to get into it. He's mentioned that he wants to learn Illustrator. And I know someone as skilled and artful as he is would make some interesting things. Leela? What would your dream podcast be? Oh, so many things. Probably, like, if I had to choose one thing that could get me something, it would be, like, maybe tabletop games, just because it's my favorite thing in the whole world. And the the scene has kind of exploded, and 
they've gotten very high quality and also expensive and just like a lot of them and I don't have time to buy and check out all of the ones that I want. So I guess I could, if I could somehow like get to try them out for, for free and for others, that would be, that would be my dream. Do you listen to any tabletop gaming podcasts? Because uh, Jensen Karp, who has been on the show, his former podcast co-host, Matt, he hosts a uh, tabletop gaming podcast. And I've never listened, but I did always enjoy his board game reviews. Yeah. And I think because of him, I got more into it. And I bought like Pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you, you've played that because oh, now yes. is a uh, perfect time. <laughs> Well, see, the issue is that I have like an entire room full of games, like so many. I got ones that I bought right before the pandemic began. And then uh, I suddenly stopped being able to go visit my friends and play those games. And so I do actually have Pandemic and another version of Pandemic. And it's one of my favorites. Um, I don't listen to a lot of, of game podcasts, but there are certain like game reviewers that do instructional videos that are very high production and fun to watch. And I'm terrible at explaining games. So I just make friends watch the video instead. That's fun when it's like, Hey, come over for game night, but yeah. first watch this hour tutorial. Well, on some YouTube. of them are really long. I try and find a really quick one. Cause if I try and explain a game, it will sound 12 times more complicated and scare them away. And that's the opposite of what I want. Yeah. A fun game that is very, easy to pick up is ticket to ride yep. and i ha i gave my copy to dr jen because i was like well her kids could uh, enjoy this i played with my nephews and it's a good time for everyone yes. doug benson and doug millard have a podcast now about dougs <laughs> have you guys ever met anyone with your exact name no i haven't i think i'm the only one no not really <laughs> i i can't be although it is a rare name phil scroggs is not a common name and if you Google me, it's mostly my web pages and sites and stores and things. But um, I feel like I ran across another Phil Scroggs on Facebook one time, and he turned out to be a super um, ultra conservative kind of polar opposite of me. He's like my he was like the anti Phil, and I kind of just steered clear. <laughs> you from the darkest timeline? <laughs> yeah, my evil twin. He's Bizarro Phil. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, always got to bring in uh, Seinfeld or Superman, whatever. True. You know, I w one quick thing about the, that name, Phil, you, which you would think is rather um, easy to pronounce and spell. I have the problem where, you know, again, back when you used to be able to um, go in and order things at like coffee shops and they'd write my name after I would say Phil, I would always get called Bill. They can't hear the difference between Phil and Bill somehow. But I've just learned to play along and go with it. Going back to uh, the olden Corolla days when Allison was on, they sometimes would pick different names when they were playing that movie, Rotten Tomatoes game. Because mm -hmm. Allison so, and Adam yeah. are too hard to hear or something. What would yeah, you Adam, uh... Adam picked Pete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you need a hard consonant. Pete. Yeah. Doug also said how his, the the Doug name has that you know it has a certain connotation and it has you know Dougs are sort of a a particular type. I feel like Phil has a little bit of that too. Like Phil seems to always be like the goofy uncle or the weird neighbor. We're not getting a fair treatment in the in TV and movies. I'm saying. I think uh, Phil Rosenthal is helping your cause though. 
He's yeah. the first skill that comes to mind for me, honestly. So I do like I do like telling people to watch somebody feed Phil. That was a good show. Definitely. So when I was looking up the I was writing down all the JMOs for uh later on and I typed in Philistrations into Twitter to get your tweet. And there's another Philistrations. You are the correct one, Philustrations, and he is Phil Istrations. That's right. I think I've also, there's a Billustrations I found one time too. <laughs> but yeah, I think mine's the best. Agreed. I mean, you're the only one on this show. Um, Leela, have you ever had another Leela? I've never met anyone with my full name. I've never met another Leela. I've heard of them. I've met Layla's and Lila's and Leah's, but never a Leela. And I've learned to like, if I'm putting in a takeout order, I give somebody else in the party's name because they'll just never know how to spell it and they can't hear it. And it's just, my parents set me up for a lifetime of correcting people, I think. Yeah, when I was living in Colorado, I noticed a lot of people would mess up with my name. Or even if they got it right, they would, if you're ordering something, they would put PH instead of the F, which is understandable. But now that I live in California, I have not had any issues. That's good. And my Twitter handle, RMC Guitars, there is a guitar company that has RMC Guitars 1. So I guess I beat them to it, uh, unfortunately for them. You went for the coolest name. Rafael <laughs> Castaneda is just a great sounding name. It just rolls it off the tongue. I did a joke that like it sounds like like the hunky gardener on a novella, but <laughs> when you see me, I'm like the opposite. Like I can't grow a beard and I have a beer gut. So <laughs> But I do love my name. Doug Mellards mentioned that when his wife is mad, she'll call him Douglas. And that's something I like to do, especially with Dr. Jen, because for some reason, calling someone their full name, it's like a slap in the face. And this this was um Back in the day when Cameron and 50 Cent were having a little tiff, he would call him, he made a song where he kept saying, Show some courtesy, Curtis. and then 50 came out and called his next album Curtis. I think that's just a funny thing, but Phil, how do you feel when people call you Philip? You know, that, that happens a lot too. In fact, Bill, and that's not my name even. Um, I'm not a Philip. Mm. People assume it's Philip, but I'm not a Philip. That's a weird thing when someone when you introduce yourself as Phil and they add letters. Nice to meet you, Philip. That's not what I said. So are on your birth certificate it just says <clears throat> Phil? No, it's actually stranger than that. I was named after my grandfather, and his whole name was Philander. That was gonna be my next guess, but as a joke, <laughs> Philander. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. But I never go by that, of course. But it's on my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Leela, if someone was mad at you, what would they call you? Uh, probably just Leela. I mean, I've never, I don't know that I've ever heard my mother, like, say my full name and it, as, like, a sign of how serious she was. You know, it's just, like, the tone that she used. Uh, <laughs> my sister and I both know, like, if, if that, if, if, if it goes up at the end, like, like very high-pitched, we know she's, she's serious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we all know the the mother tone. <laughs> uh, so Doug Mellard has a dog much more famous than him mm -hmm. named The Luckiest Penny on Instagram. I looked it up. Penny has 43.1 thousand followers. And I noticed, Phil, you're following. 
I followed her yesterday. Do you guys have pets that you'd like to dress up? <laughs> Actually, yes. Well, so <laughs> my sister's boyfriend's dog, because we all live together, uh, I've never had a dog around that will allow me to put clothing on them. And he's just like the biggest, most easygoing doofus. And so like, I got him a little mailman costume and he just like walks around in it. Um, we got a bunch of sweaters at the thrift store and he'll just wear them little sweatbands. Um, he just doesn't like things on his head, but anything else he'll, he'll just let me put him in the craziest outfits. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. And I love it. Phil, any pets? I have no pets, sadly. Um, so no animals to dress up. Um, I think if I had a pet, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't subject them to that, but I don't know. Um, I I, feel, I tend to get my um, pet fix from neighbors. So my neighbors all around me have dogs that come and hang out sometimes. Or when we get together, I get to have some have some dog time and then get to hand them back off to the their owners. I, I think with pets and kids, that's how I am. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy being around them for a little bit, but it gets to be a bit much after a while. Yeah. And that's a good way to do it. Um, I love that Wendy hates being dressed <laughs> up and Daniel apparently doesn't care. Um, that picture of her with the bows is probably my favorite image of Wendy. Yeah, he's a great um, costume maker. So we should be seeing more Wendy costumes, Wendy and clothes. So last week... Um, we mentioned the lemon shirt and how I wanted to buy that shirt from Bonobos and make it into a kid size shirt for Elliot. Daniel should get a sewing machine. He can borrow mine if he wants and make the lemon shirt for Wendy. Cause she's not going to change shape. If he gives it to one of his kids, you know, kid outgrows it in a week. True. I agree. I think that would they be very cute. They should have matching outfits. Oh my God. That'd be extra cute. <laughs> The whole group. by that calendar. <laughs> and Doug Mellard mentioned that he has a tattoo that says accommodate madness, misspelled, of course. Um, and he has a few stupid tattoos. Leela, do you have any tattoos or any misspelled tattoos? It's funny you say that. I can really relate to this. Well, it's so I have two tattoos and one of them is a word, the word all right, one word. A-L-R-I-G-H-T. And that was intentional. Um, and two friends of mine and I got it when Mitch Hedberg, the comedian, died because it's something he said. But I've just had a lifetime of people asking me if I know that it's misspelled. And I'm like, well, first of all, it's not. And second of all, it's not. So uh, <laughs> I don't know that I would ever get something so misspelled as like the word accommodate. But uh I can definitely relate to, I didn't realize in getting tattoos how much of my time would be spent explaining them. And I just like, don't need that. That's interesting that you have a matching tattoo with a friend because Mellard also has, I think he said a burning match. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, when I think of this misspelled tattoo thing, for some reason, the only thing that comes to mind is there's this cartoon about a death metal band called... Metal that Apocalypse. is my favorite show of all time. I just named my Animal Crossing Island after. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my yeah, god! I just bought funny. all the seasons on DVD on eBay. I need to rewatch it's it. So um, good. It was a good show. It's so good. Um, and one of the characters on his stomach has Poe Body's Nerfic yep. tattooed, and I just think that's so stupid. Yeah. Phil, any tattoos? No tattoos. I'm uh, I'm I'm tattoo free. 
not that I'm opposed to them. I just don't have a good spot or a good body for them. I think you have to tattoos, at least on guys, you know, you see like biceps and like lots of good canvas to go on. I ain't got that. Same. Also, it's such a commitment that I'm, I just, I'm afraid that right now I'll, I'll like the idea. And then in a year, even I'd be like, that was the dumbest thing to get. Yeah. I've seen um, a lot of, a lot of bad tattoos, like not, not only, um, misspelled ones, but just, just things that make you scratch your head and go, what were you thinking? <laughs> what? My, why? My sister had a college roommate who was featured on like one of those tattoo fail blogs. Cause she just had so many mm. horrible tattoos. And if I think about like, I, I like the tattoos I have now, now, and and you know they, I have no no regrets there. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if I think about like all the tattoos I was gonna get, I'm really glad I didn't get most of them. They would have been really bad. Just like a lot of very uh, uh, dated things. Do you guys have anything else from Thursday before we move on to JMOs? Raphael, uh-huh. I want to know if you have any tattoos. Oh, silly me. Um, no, I don't. Like, same with you. Like, I, I feel like my uh, my canvas is uh, not prepared for that kind of thing. And also, like I said, I just can't commit to something because I know. So when I was <laughs> much, much younger, um, I love Mopar and that's uh, like Dodge Chrysler Plymouth uh, cars. And I was like, I would get a Roadrunner tattooed on me. The fucking Roadrunner? What is wrong? Like, can you imagine? My dad would be very much okay with that. He is so into Mopar and all that. I I knew exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm just going to get the words plum crazy purple (laughs) tattooed on me for some reason. Uh, Yeah, I I can't do it. Um, That would be, that would be a definitely a regret for me in the future. Well, I just, I had so many thoughts about the card shuffling, juggling, uh, bar player situation. And I actually posed those three scenarios to many, many people in my life, you know, with with, like no expression. I tried to like, you know, not add any inflection or bias anywhere. And it was really interesting because my sister thought that the bar player was the coolest and that the card shuffling was the weirdest. And she'd definitely have words with mutual friends after. But then my best friend Leanne, same scenario. She thought the card shuffling was the coolest by far and would be very worried about somebody doing bar flare in their kitchen. And I thought card shuffling would also be really cool, but I, I don't know. I, I would also want it to end in like playing cards or not magic though. No, no, no magic. Phil. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to start a Patreon be- you just did a kind of a card spree. <laughs> the 52 they, they went everywhere. <laughs> they went everywhere. Yeah, 52 card pickup. Yeah, I, I wow. was looking at, um, I actually Googled how to do the kind of shuffle that they were talking about and watched somebody do it and tried it myself and realized that I need hands that are twice as big to pull this trick off because you have to have super long fingers or super tiny cards to do this kind of stuff yeah it's impossible this is all i can do <laughs> wow i i totally forgot what i was gonna say because well, I was you, so... uh, between, among those three things um the yeah the card shuffling thing is probably the weirdest to me as well but i'll i will confess that i can juggle 
In fact, I used to teach a juggling class. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing fancy. I can't juggle like 12 things, but I can do all the basic stuff. You're not juggling chainsaws in your off time? No flaming chainsaws. <laughs> Thank you, Leela, because I totally forgot that this came back up at the beginning of the show. I was show. so glad. I mentioned that probably bar flare I'd be fine with because at the end I get a drink, but I didn't even think about it outside of a bar context if it was like in my kitchen and they just started with throwing bottles juice. around. <laughs> exactly. I'd be like, uh, please put my Simply Orange down, sir, and you're going to make yeah, a mess in my little kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm changing my tune, and now the weirdest is probably the card thing. Sorry, Phil. No, that's, I, I agree. Have you guys um, been watching or seeing by chance any of the Instagram stories that Paul Feig, the director, has been doing? He's been making nightly cocktails with his wife mm-hmm. on Instagram Live. And he's always he always is sharply dressed in a suit and everything, and he has a new cocktail every night and he's done it for a hundred days in a row and there's always a dance break in the middle where he puts some music on and then shakes it up i don't follow him on instagram i try to keep my no i don't know why the people that i follow on twitter and instagram i always try to keep it a low number because past a certain point it gets overwhelming um so i don't follow him but i am aware that he does that and i'm jealous but i i can't do that because if i have something in my home i need to consume it so if I had 20 bottles of liquor, I would just be like, let's see how quickly I can finish these. Yeah. And he seems to have like the, the, the most alcohol I've ever seen. Like he's got every kind of thing you've never heard of, you know. He does also own a gin company. So he's, he definitely pushes his own gin, which I'd love to try someday. But yeah, he seems to have anything you'd ever want. He could make a drink out of it. Well. I think we should move on to JMOs. Leela, did you pick a JMO? Um, I did. I picked the uh, the one that they talked about, about the woman imagining driving through an intersection. Lee Bruns sent it in. It was from Kelly Albrecht. What type of mental illness is it whenever I cross an intersection, I imagine myself being T-boned, crushed, and somehow decapitated? Uh, I I think it goes along, like, Allison sometimes talks about, like, when you're standing at, like, a, a... the edge of like a really high height and you think like, Oh, what would happen if I just jumped off or, you know, like I, it's a very like obsessive, you know, intrusive thought, but like, I, I definitely can relate to that uh, both in height and uh, car accidents. I just got a new car too. So I'm like now hyper, like, Oh my God, just imagining every possible uh, worst case scenario driving like a timid old person. Phil, do you do this? Well, no, I, not really. Um, I think Doug said, alluded to it being kind of an OCD trait. But yeah, I've, I think I'm, I'm a super careful driver. I've, I've got that hyper awareness. So I'm always on alert because I know people, for the most part, are terrible drivers. So I'm always looking out for things, people to not stop when they should or running light. I take an extra look both ways. And this was something that I can relate to. Um, sometimes... So I don't know if I'm in, I'm assuming I'm in the minority. When I learned to drive, I just, I learned in an uh, automatic car and I always used both feet. And some people think this is weird or unsafe. And I think it is very normal and more safe because one goes with each pedal. But when I am at a stop, like Allison, 
if I'm driving with both feet, because I can drive with one. I do it if I'm lazy or tired. If I'm at a stop and I like really want to be safe, I move over to the one foot technique where the right foot is on the brake now and the left foot is nowhere. So I can relate with Allison. I don't relate with being T-boned except for sometimes when I'm at work and I'm driving a big old truck and they are not quick to move. I'm thinking, boy, I hope whoever <laughs> is over there doesn't run into the side of me because I'm not going anywhere and they're going to be uh, in some pain and I'll be fine. Sheek. So, yeah, I, I can relate with that. It's funny you said that about the, the driving with two feet because I just stopped. I just switched to an automatic from driving a manual for ages and ages because I feel like it makes me cooler. Um, and it's been like a really I've been like going to press pedals with my left foot that are not there and like go to shift and realize like, Oh, I actually don't have to do that. And, uh, it's going to take some adjusting. I think I actually did that at work. Um, because <laughs> I guess I was used to driving the stick at work and I got into it cause we get different trucks every day and I got in an automatic and I, I think like at a stop or something, I went to reach for the shifter and I just punched <laughs> the dashboard like an idiot. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. I think that's the danger. That's why uh, two foot drivers scare me because if you've got one, one foot on each pedal, your brain could somehow reverse them accidentally. Or like if you've just got the one, you can only ever press only the one or the other or do the opposite if you need to stop. Or um, Yeah, well, I've, I've been in situations where I'm driving behind someone who it's obvious they're driving with two feet. Because we'll be going uphill and that bright red brake light will be on. And I don't know whether I should hit the brake or accelerate because they're still going pretty fast. It's always very confusing. They're just, they're sort of resting, you know, they're sort of feathering the pedal, mm. feathering the brake as they're accelerating. Like, like I said, I, I trust me with two feet more than I trust other people with two feet because I don't know. I feel like I know what I'm doing, but, um, and I've never had any issues. Phil, did you pick a JMO? Well, can I pick my own? It seems like cheating, but I know it best. Yeah. Uh, someone named Phil Scroggs sent in, It really irks me when companies advertise a product with a price that ends in yes. 99 cents. Just twenty nine ninety nine, you say? Wow, 20-something dollars is so cheap. Just be honest and call it 30 bucks. You agree? I mean, that, that I know that Doug called me out. Doug kind of shamed me for saying that because... Yeah, I should just understand that that's their trick and play along or just round up in my head. But it's just so annoying, especially when it's like a number in the teens. Like, oh, nineteen ninety nine. And if you don't remember the price later, you can tell somebody, oh, it was just, I don't know, something teen, you know, super cheap. Oh, no, it's 20 bucks. Come on, just say 20 bucks. <laughs> See, I go like... I, I try and remind myself like, oh, that's twenty dollars, not nineteen ninety nine. But then I like add extra in my head when I'm like estimating what the total of the entire purchase is gonna be. And then I get there and they ring everything up and I'm like, Oh, that was like way off and it's always a nice surprise, but I just uh, I go way far in the opposite direction. I think I'm more like you, Leela. Um I I never had the thing where I mean, I'm assuming they have done the research and the numbers make you think it's less when they make it 99 but for whatever reason it's never worked with me i always do the same i always go in the opposite direction and also i'm thinking of yeah. tax i'm like eh, well like in colorado it was like seven or eight percent and i'm like oh we're gonna add this much and so i always am adding up 
So hmm, that's a that's an interesting difference. Um, it's never worked on me, but I do love infomercials when <laughs> it's like you know three payments of nineteen ninety nine. I'm like I'm paying sixty dollars for a chef's yep. knife. Like that's crazy. I like that kind of thing though. That's the one thing I miss about having like cable television at my house because we just do everything over the internet. It's, there's no infomercials to just like come upon and watch. I once got really sucked into like raw gemstones, like a guy with a really long rat tail and then a lady oh, with wow. a thick southern accent and it was mesmerizing. I don't know which one I'm more attracted by. <laughs> They're both equally. I mean, they were both pretty hot, not going to lie. Um, so the one I was going to pick was uh, the Kelly Albrecht. So let's see. I'm going to go with Bex, a fellow BFFer. If I wait too long to eat, I can get to a point where I'm so hungry that I don't want to eat anymore. Yes. Um, and also, I think this is the JMO that was read, or Allison mentioned, and Bex says, and then she never got <laughs> to it on the episode with Lisa Curry. And I think this is the one she was going to read. Um, I have done this, especially like, say, maybe I had like a, a kind of a late lunch and then I just decided to skip dinner. I wake up in the morning and I feel like shit, but I'm too lazy to make breakfast. And then I'm just like, who needs food anymore? I feel terrible. And that would fix this problem, but fuck it. And then I just kind of power through for a while and then everything, like I have a headache and I'm angry and then I just break down and eat whatever is available. Um, but I'm curious, do you guys do this as well? Yeah. I, uh, since I work from home, I don't really have, I haven't had a schedule of any sort for a long time and kind of set my own hours in terms of freelance work. So I can go through long stretches where I'm really focused on something and, and forget to eat <laughs> either skip breakfast or forget that it's lunchtime and suddenly look up and hours have gone by. And I, like you, Raphael, I'll just, I'll just jump to the next meal or, or brush it off. I, I do the same thing. And honestly, during during this whole quarantine thing, I have just like gotten so sick of trying to figure out what I want to eat, or, like what I feel like making or getting. And like I live in the middle of nowhere, so nothing is deliverable. Um, and at a certain point, I'm like, I just want one of those like nutrient shakes, like Soylent, and it'll make life so much easier. I haven't I haven't gotten that far yet, but I I've definitely had they're pretty good. I just. Uh, yeah, sometimes in the morning, especially like if I if I wake up and I'm really hungry, but like I don't do anything about it quickly enough, then I'm just like don't feel well and don't feel like eating anymore. And yeah, and the lack of schedule during this whole uh, shutdown has been not not great for it either. So I don't understand Daniel wanting to eat soylent or whatever. Um, I'm with Allison thinking about lunch is probably like thinking about what I'm going to eat is probably the only thing that gets me through the day. Uh, like I mentioned, I wish I had like been a food blogger or something so I could get free tacos all the time. Well, see in my mind, I would have the Soylent and then like get like delicious meals as like a special occasion. And that would make it more delicious. But I also, I just like it, when I'm hungry, I just want to eat everything. And when I'm not hungry, I don't want to even think about what I want to eat. And therefore, it's impossible to figure out what I want to eat. And I'm not good at planning ahead either. And I don't cook. 
Well, um, since we're like so ahead of schedule with these two short shows, I'm going to throw a random uh, little curveball at you guys. We have some great questions from Whitney C., but my sister, when I went to visit Colorado last month, gave me a book called 3,000 Questions Ooh. About Me. So I'm going to ask you guys to pick a random number between 1 and 3,000, and uh, we'll see what we get. So, Leela, do you want to do the honors? Between 1 and 3,000, you say? Um, yes. 17.42. That's a great number. Um, I mean, I don't know what the question is, but uh, when we did this on a Zoom Everyone was picking the extremes. It was either like five or two nine nine one. So I think you said seventeen forty two. That is correct. Is that like a a year that you like or something? I like the number forty two and seventeen is a good prime number. So Jackie Robinson, number forty two. Oh wow, this is a time timely question. Do you vote? In every election? Oh, yes. And I strongly feel that if you don't vote, you have no right to complain about anything. As somebody who lives in Massachusetts, where people like to say, oh, my vote doesn't count because we just go Democrat anyway. Our votes do count, uh, especially on like a, a more local level and in terms of like state representatives and senators. And I feel very passionately about voting. So, yes. Phil, voting? That's up. Yeah, that's awesome, Leila. I feel the same way. I'm strongly, strong proponent of, of voting every time without fail. In fact, and uh, Washington is one of those vote by mail states. And um, in fact, we had our, I sent my ballot in about a week ago. I always, I'm not, I'm not obnoxious person that opens it the day that I get it and fills it out right away because I already know who I'm voting for. And, and then I, and then I could send it back right away. And then I bug my friends to death when they sit on it and wait until the last minute. All right, Phil, pick a number between 1 and 3,000. Okay, I'm going to pick number 33. Ah, the age that Jesus died. Oh. <laughs> um, it was see. also the number, the, the mysterious number on the back of Rolling Rock beer that I don't think was ever explained. But I have not had like a Rolling number. Rock in ages, but Leela, you're in the Rolling Stone. <laughs> I am. Uh, Any relation to the beer? No, no. Uh, one of my last names is Rollins, but in my middle school yearbook, it was misspelled as Leela Rolling hyphen Cohen, and it forever stayed. All right, Phil. So the question you get is, what is your motto? What is my motto? Okay, so I have a new motto. And it aligns with the philosophy of the great Bill Murray. And that is, it just doesn't matter. There's a great documentary on Netflix right now called The Bill Murray Stories. Have either of you seen that? Uh, yeah, no, but I have seen it have on there. I don't have I, Netflix, but I should get it. I highly recommend it. And essentially the documentary is about all these random fun things that bill finds himself doing he shows up in local bars he turns up at house parties and generally just enjoys life and has a good time and doesn't sweat small stuff and it goes back to a line from his old movie meatballs where at the end of the movie when he's trying to give everybody a pep talk he ends up getting everybody to chant it just doesn't matter it just doesn't matter 
so that you can there's a negative connotation to that if you if you take it the wrong way or have a pessimistic outlook but there's a positive way to see it too especially in times like these i like it it's very nihilist which i may enjoy yeah. So that's funny that you mentioned that because on, I think it's OkCupid, okay it asks something like that. Like, what is your life motto or something like that? And uh, I was redoing my profile and I was just like, you know what the perfect thing is for this? Fuck it. <laughs> and so that's what it is now for yeah. me. And on that note about Bill Murray, I hope this is mentioned in that show. There's a book called A Man and His Watch. It's like a coffee table book about watches and the story behind them. And one of the stories is a waiter at some Hollywood hotel. I love Dimitri's story about the, the Timex Indiglo. And, yeah. You and know, who's, who's Dimitri for people? Uh, so know? Dimitri was, he's moved on to another property that's still owned by Jeff Klein, is at the Sunset Tower Hotel. He's the keeper of the gate, this kind of very effervescent maitre d'. And there's this Bill Murray story where um, it's a very, very dark... It's a great story. It's so good, right? It's such a... Um, it's a very, very dark dining room in this hotel at the Tower Bar. And Bill Murray was a big fan of the hotel there, lived there, stayed there for a while. And he would always come into the restaurant and say to Dimitri, like, what time is it? And he's like, what, Mr. Murray? I mean... And he couldn't see his watch because it's so dark in there. So Bill Murray says, give me that watch. He takes it off his wrist, and Murray drops it in his pocket, takes off his Timex in the glow, gives it to Dimitri. Put, Dimitri puts it on his wrist, and Bill goes, um, what time is it? And he clicks it, and he's like, 8.35. <laughs> you know, like, he's like, that's the watch you should be wearing. And he never took it off his wrist. And he said sometimes Bill Murray, when he stays in the hotel, will call down to the dining room and just ask for Dimitri and ask him what time it is. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, that was, you know, again, like, that was not an expensive watch, but the, the terms of the value and how precious that story is and what it now means to Dimitri. Yeah. It's a priceless watch. Yeah. It's priceless. Nice. Uh, Leela, what is your motto? I actually, and it's funny because I just said to somebody, I'm going to get this tattooed on my, my phone scrolling thumb because my, my motto is don't read the comments. I need to stop mm. reading the comments. Like it's, Ugh. And then I get caught up in arguments with people who explain to me how my Jewishness is like convenient and and just like apparently I can choose to have white privilege when I want it. And it was I just get sucked into dumb conversations with trolls or just filled with rage. And I don't need that in my life. So don't read the comments. Good advice. Unless they're in the Facebook group well, yeah. for BFF. Yeah. They're the best. Curated groups of people. Comments okay. Uh, actually, I almost got sucked into a Twitter thing um, just a few days ago. Uh, that was Allison related. I I always hear my adopted dad, Jay-Z, in the back of my head saying, don't argue with fools. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to let it go, even though it's bugging me. But sometimes you got to take the high road and uh, ignore the comments. And it just doesn't matter. They go so well together. Exactly. They do pair well. <laughs> yeah, I, you've probably heard some of the same. I mean, comments are horrible everywhere on the Internet. But um, the website next door gets oh, a, lot of, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of hate for that. Because <laughs> it, it tends to generate quite a lot of horrible comments. But whenever I feel the urge to weigh in on some neighbor topic, I, I stop myself and I just, I just stay, I just close, just slowly close the computer and walk away. I think that's a great place to end the show. 
thank you both for being on. Thank you. It's great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Phil, where can we go to see your great Allison illustrations and other illustrations? Thank you. Yeah, you can find me on the usual places under the name Phil Illustrations. And you can find my um, Allison Rosen illustrations by searching hashtag A-R-I-Y-N-D-F art. Ooh, are you? Um, oh, crap. What is that meme account? Oh, just memes or everyone? <laughs> are you that person? No, no, I'm not. But I, I, they make great stuff. I love their stuff. One other quick thing is you can find my animated GIFs. You can use my GIFs in all social media posts by tapping the GIF button and searching for illustrations. Cool. Mm. And uh, I'm going to send you an invite. So if you uh, are not in the Facebook group, I will be personally offended. Leela, where can we find <laughs> you? you? Well, on Twitter, I am Stella Goat, G-O-A-T, um, which does not stand for greatest of all time. Um, and on Instagram, which is where I post all the pictures of my dog wearing hilarious outfits, I'm Miso Dojo. And then I just got on TikTok to make hilarious videos of my dog. And I'm a hit with all the eight-year-olds. It's great. <laughs> um, and I'm also Miso Dojo on that. I, I don't fully understand TikTok, but I'm enjoying it. And I'm sure putting out some really bad videos, but they're cute. So... Can't wait to see him. <laughs> well, thank you both for being on. I think you can find Lisa at Lisa Lowry BFF or JMO's and BFFs. I don't really know. She's all over the place. Uh, don't bother finding me. Just go to the Facebook group and interact because it's a lot of fun. So uh, thank you. And we'll be back next week. Back with Lisa Yay. and some fun guests. Bye. You know, there are two things all hip-hop fans know about number one. Regis <laughs> is down with the woo. Oh, yes. Number two, Ice Cube and I always prefer to roll into the club together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one little known fact. I think our next guest drops the illest rhymes on the East Coast. Ladies and gentlemen, Nas! A divine leader, shine brighter, bonita, mommy, me, the line sniffer, never poetic, rhyme writer, cheaper, ebony, empress, getter, celebrity, apprentice, a devil show, big up to Africa, Mexico, Hennessy, margarita, venison, eater, so dear, spread them here, don't be acting innocent, either, don't me, relax me, it's only to the nasty, I'm just a phony assassin, a lot of niggas owe me, I'ma tax them, a lot of sisters hold me to something holy and Catholic, cause the rosary and gold fashion, just an attachment and accessory to my dress code, now everywhere, all I see is Pablo, Esco, last time I checked I was still breathing, my neck was still freezing, now everybody got an Escobar season, to every baby on the album cover existing, this trend I was setting, it came to fruition, I'm assisting to push the culture forward, to all my ghost supporters, ghost supporters like a local black owned grocery store, cause in the hood shit ain't passed down through blood, it's a dub on that, we get government aid, spend it at day stores, putting their kids to college, we need balance, so we can lease and own deeds in our projects, so I'm asking G's to go in their pockets the racial economic inequality let's try to solve it my signature fade with a bevel blade that's a major key i told her she's smart and loyal i like that that's a major key 
Start a label, run it, sign yourself. That's a major key. With Tony hat on the table, it's like us, we a major key. Still underestimated, every mistake a lesson, Mercury retrograde. So if that planet spin backwards up in the heavens, maybe it's affecting backward niggas who don't be repping lately. I'm playing chess with babies, niggas is nursery, niggas impersonating, rehearsing me, nothing like me. I'm the first to meet, and that's quite certainly so official. Come get this issue, some women crazy. I like a woman to show me wisdom. These hoes easily convinced to pop their pussy with a loaded pistol. Y'all ain't meant to be played, says the brother with the signature fade. Still pay stacking, new stats. Went from hanging with shooters and clappers to computer hackers. Check the fashion in Monaco, getting ocean mist on my history hats. Cali called me while I was in album mode, so I put it on hold for the major key. My album done, niggas. Wait and see. Classic shit. Timeless. Forever. Iconic. My signature fade with a bevel blade. That's a major key. I told her she's smart and loyal. I like that. That's a major key. Start a label. Run it. Sign yourself. That's a major key. What Tony had on the table. It's like us. We a major key. crazy.